position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 95 of the Best Linux Games podcast being recorded for you uh, here on uh, Sunday, 21st of August at 2.34 a.m. 2016, 2016.08.21 uh, Pacific Time, Left Coast Time. Uh, yes, we have um, quite a bit of show for you this week. Uh, I'm having really terrible computer problems, however, so... If this gets hurt at all, it will be a miracle. Uh, hopefully it does. Hopefully we will prevail against these and all obstacles devoted to, uh, to countermanding our, you know, ultimate directive of bringing you the best games available for the, uh, new slash operating system. So let's get straight to our top stories this week. Um, First of all, we have uh, two reviews for you this week. We have uh, one one we've played very thoroughly. The other one we've played not as much, which is kind of interesting. We we have uh, This is the Police and uh, Death Road to Canada. Um, two very different games. Uh, two very popular games. Uh, perhaps with some surprising results in terms of our actual opinion. And uh, we have no video of the week for this week. We gave you three last week. So go back 
and look at the videos of the week for last week if you need a video of the week for this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, th- that'll do it. So that brings us, uh, straight to our new and noteworthy, uh, Ivor, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there. Will you, uh, I was a North American fall when worming my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Yeah, so, um, I forgot to mention this in our uh, top stories, but it's been slim pickings this week, um, which is kind of good considering the, te- I mean, it's never good, good, but I mean, it's kind of good for me by virtue of the technical problems I've been having, um, which has been really weird. Uh, my, uh, my cinnamon just keeps crashing. Um, and not in any way that I've seen it crash before. It's, it's really temperamental. But anyway, so our new and noteworthy this week, we only have one title. Um, it is called Monsters and Monocles. And Ivor, you are completely relieved of the responsibility of having pulled this up before. Because we didn't have a running. Whoa! Monsters on the loose! So, apart from being extraordinarily loud, Monsters and Monocles build itself as a frantic top down shooter for one to four players. Use teamwork and your arsenal of weapons to defeat the over- overwhelming hordes of evil, either locally or online. All the levels are procedurally generated with new layouts, objectives, and secrets each time you play. Uh, came out August 16th, so, you know, within this last week. And so far, the, uh, reviews have been overall very positive. 51 reviews. Um, this game looks a lot like Enter the Gungeon, but, uh, if you take a look at the video, it looks like, uh, pretty kick-ass, lots of carnage involved in this game. Um, I haven't played it yet. I don't really intend to play it unless, you know, it takes off. It's still in early access. Um, but yeah, I would say go get Enter the Gungeon, but if you already have Enter the Gungeon, and if Enter the Gungeon wasn't quite what you were hoping, which I, ooh, I... I don't know what you were hoping for then. Then definitely give a look at uh, Monsters and Monocles. M-O-N-O-C-L-E-S, of course. Um, so that'll do it for our new and noteworthy, which brings us to Ivor. Oh, my goodness. I know we're trucking. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the Internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, our first review, uh, for this week, um, we're gonna take the, uh, simple one first. Our, our first review is Death Road to Canada. Now, I've only played an hour and a half of Death Road to Canada. Um, let, let's, let's punch up Death Road to Canada, see if they have any, uh, any, yeah, Death Road to Canada. It's $14.99. So, Oh, how cute. Death Road to Canada bills itself as control a car full of jerks as they explore cities, recruit weird people, rescue dogs, argue with each other, and face gigantic swarms of slow zombies. Randomly generated for new story and rare events every time you play. So far, and this kind of defies my understanding, so far the reviews have been very positive, 367 reviews. That's pretty cool. Now, okay, so here's what's good about Death Road to Canada. 
by the way, the combat in Death Road to Canada is kind of like, um, uh, End of the Gungeon, kind of like, uh, Monsters and Monocles. Uh, the combat actually takes place in, um, procedurally generated environments that are, you know, suitably banal for zombie invasion, like, you know, uh, uh, city street, uh, Walmart, you know, et cetera, from a top down, you know, perspective with a distinct, very distinct pixel trash, pixel junk kind of, um, eight bit, 16 bit kind of feel. Lots of detail. Um, very cool. The good stuff in Death Road to Canada is that it is always different every time you play. And unlike some other procedurally generated games, the results, depending on how seriously you take, um, your attempt to reach Canada, cause that's the whole premise, is like, we gotta get to Canada, cause there's no zombies in Canada for some reason. Um, depending on how serious, seriously you take your individual campaign, that's right, I have whiskey time. Um, the, uh, unremitting darkness and horror of some of the, uh, randomly generated events. Can you hear the whiskey? Yes, whiskey for Death Road to Canada are very fun and very funny. They can also be soul-crushingly unfair and uh, make the game really difficult. The biggest problem I have with Death Road to Canada is a very simple, simple, simple problem. Because basically, I find most of the um, combat and the random encounters and stuff to be um, very enjoyable and uh always something new, always something a little different. Like, you know, for instance, you'll find a car sometimes, but you won't be able to find the keys. So you'll have to search all the houses to find the keys. That's kind of cool. Um, You know, looting as you go, of course. The other thing that I like is that the zombies are are stupid. The zombies are very bad zombies. Now, very bad zombies, just like any zombie, one zombie is one too many because once they become a horde that you have to actually get through, then you're fucked. So, there's some minor strategy, not some minor, there's, you know, if you've never played a zombie game before, you're gonna spend a lot of time thinking in this game. Um, but, uh, you know, basically the, the, the word of the day is run, move, keep moving, move and loot and run. Do not stop to fight the zombies. Um, also, sacrificing certain members of your party is, is, is a very worthy strategy and very uh very fun to do and deciding who gets to die sometimes is is also very enjoyable but the one thing that i truly hate about death road to canada and this is the last thing i'll say for a game with this much polish and this much um there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's really great in death road to canada but the one thing that i truly hate and i mean it's a big thing is you will get stuck on the corners of objects. You'll get stuck on the corners of doorways. You'll get stuck on the corners of counters. You'll get stuck on the corners of shelves. You'll get stuck on the corners of chairs. And this, when you're trying to do 15 things at once, getting stuck on like a one pixel's worth of, you know, it's, it's infuriating. And it drives me nuts every I In fact, I can't play the game anymore because it pissed me off so much. Um, cause it basically results in your instant death. So, mm, once you get better at the game, um, you'll find yourself getting stuck on doors less frequently, but you'll still get stuck on some things. 
and it seems to be like one pixel's worth of difference as to whether or not you get stuck. You have to be very attentive and focused on where you get stuck. Navigating through a horde, in a game in which navigating through a horde of 20 zombies that are arrayed immediately in front of you, like a gauntlet, in a game in which you can actually, your character is capable of successfully navigating those clutching claws and gnashing teeth, all filled with brain hunger, game in which you can successfully navigate that without getting stuck once to get stuck on a door jam is re- seems just really retarded to me maybe I'm out of control with that opinion but that's my verdict on Death Road to Canada I really like the game I really wish you didn't get stuck in places I cannot I can't in good faith give you my number one recommendation that this game is worth the $14.99 in fact, if it were half that, I might be able to give you that recommendation, but getting stuck is just a big, 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 ugly, fugly no-no for me. So, that's Death Road to Canada, um, which is $14.99. Um, there you go. That's our review for that. So, our next feature, uh, Ivor, would you... uh in accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So it's really sad, but I had prepared so much stuff for this review. Uh, none of which I can actually get to because we are, like I said, we're running on a death ship at the moment. But our second review is This is the Police, a game which, now I should probably fill you in. I very, very rarely, if ever, um, look at any reviews of anything that I plan to review other than maybe forum Reviews, like, um, in the case of Mighty Number no. 9 or whatever, but that was just a whole fucking depressing disaster that we won't even talk about. This is the police on accident because I had to cheat at a certain point in this. This is the police. Um, let's see if we can get some audio. I just want that first, that first jack. 180 days of quiet, Jack. That's all I need. I don't have any problems with you, and you won't have any problems with me. Yes, Jack. You used to be my number one guy, Jack. So, this is a police I inadvertently, because I had to cheat in uh, certain sections of it. Um, I have a unique, somewhat unique perspective on this as a police. I, I think I've played 20 hours of it. Um, 19.1 hours. But realistically, that 19.1 hours is really only... 10 hours twice. So here's the deal with this is the police. They say it is a strategy adventure game set in a city spiraling down the drain. Take on the role of gritty police chief Jack Boyd. You'll dive into a deep story of crime and intrigue. And you, uh, will you, will Jack reach his retirement with a nice stack of bills or will he end up broken or worse? So one of the things that I read that I wish to directly refute about this is the police is that this is not the police Kotaku, I think, ran with the headline saying this is not the police game that you need. Well, I actually disagree. This is the police is not a perfect game. It is 
In fact, it has some flaws that are, are actually pretty profound and, and pretty, pretty depressing. But if you're looking for a game that really gives you, uh, it, that gives you enough gameplay to legitimately be called a game while also giving you so much in-depth story to the point where like you really feel like you are the character and you can understand the character in a way that no one else can really understand the character um this is a police is definitely for you it is incredibly narrative heavy um some of the cinema sequences are you know longer than three minutes and, and especially early on in the game the cinema sequences last you know the cinema sequences come in proportion especially earlier on and like a two to one like you know it's like two two parts cinema one part gameplay but even that having been said the biggest critique i have of this is the police is that it's only good the first time through and I say this because nine hours in, the game was getting so fucking hard because, like, it, and it, it gets pretty difficult. Like, the game is, and not, not necessarily for all the right reasons even, but even those reasons as flawed as they are sometimes, um, they work out in terms of the story. Like, I mean, you fi- you'll find that your budget gets cut a lot. Um, you'll find that it's impossible to please Anyone at a certain point, once they've cut your budget, cutting your budget means you have to cut a detective or uh, a police officer from your roster. And it's in, it's very difficult to get through one day of this is the police when you only have three cops, you know. So those th- those things get really punishing very quickly. It's also very difficult to please enough people of enough type. Um, and sometimes it's impossible to keep your cops alive. Also, what I discovered, and this was particularly disappointing to me, but also I'm very pleased to be able to give you both sides of this perspective. At nine hours in, I found that the game was just getting way too hard for me to continue, so I started a new game. Now, it sucks that that overwrote my previous game, but these were things that I accepted. And you can skip the cinema sequences if you wish. Blah. So it only took me like, you know, two and a half hours to get back up to where I, I, I had been, you know, nine hours in. That's where the story got really, 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 really good. Um, the other thing that I like about, but anyway, in that process of trying to get back up to where I had been, I discovered that the illusion of the game being procedurally generated or of having any essential, um, degrees of randomness to it, that was completely broken. It is a completely static game. It is the same way you'll you'll take the same calls in the same order, blah. But by the same token, every call that you take, if you just if you're just playing it one one time and going from the very start to the very end, I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm close. I'm I'm over two thirds of the way done with the game. Um I'm at day like I want to say uh 95 or something like that. And I'm not going to tell you any of the crazy awesomeness that happens because the game gets really crazy awesome. Um, like just when you think that like you're completely overwhelmed and like it is impossible for, for this game to get any more fucked up or for any more people 
Here's what I told my, my buddy Jeff, girl, girlfriend Jeffy, Jeffy Wise. Um, in fact, where's my phone? You know what? I'm gonna pause this. I've paused the recording. I'm gonna go get my phone and I'm gonna read you verbatim what I texted Jeffy, Jeffy Wise, um, last weekend when I was balls deep into 18 hours straight of This Is The Police. I did play it for basically 20 hours straight in one sitting. That is very difficult. And I think also serves as a testament, because I had to know what happens next. I have to know. I had to know. I start to like the characters, and you start to get involved. And yes, there are moments of stilted, jilted dialogue. There are moments um, that are uh, slightly pretentious, slightly overstylized. There are moments of you know, that are less than perfect, but in spite of that, in spite of, you know, there there are not many of those moments, and the choose-your-own-adventure aspects of, like, some of the dialogue sequences, those I'm not a big fan of. In fact, I've written a huge essay about why binary choices are presented literally to your character are not actually choices at all. You're, you know, real, but the game still manages to provide the real unbroken illusion of free will with a character that is very, very, um, what do you call it? Uh, very well defined at the same time, which is very difficult to do. So you have like basically all these parameters that are imposed on you and what, what you do with them and what you choose to respond to and what you choose not to respond to is up to you. Let me go get my phone. Ivor, pause the recording immediately. Okay, yes. Via the magic of radio, I have summoned the particular text messages. Um, so, okay, so, the funny thing is that you get it from everyone. City Hall is just as fucked as the cops I am enslaved to, and they are just, uh, oh, as the capo I am enslaved to, and they are just as bad as the gangs I have to try to control, and all of them are basically just as bad as I am, because I have to do all these things for somebody in order to keep think, to keep doing what little delusional good I can in my job. It's really neat. I just got put in, okay, I won't tell you what, what just happened there, so we skip ahead, and there's this huge rant. Um. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. But all of that was bullshit compared to day-to-day in this game now. I am under three different investigations. I have informants I've paid who are being paid by other people who I don't know who. I have a war on my police force on the streets as one mafia syndicate is convinced that I'm working for another, which I'm not, is working for a third, but the other two are convinced that they have to destroy me before their rival uses me as the instrument to destroy them. I am being held hostage by a serial killer who is now making me into his puppet in something that is kind of like the movie Seven, but this is like that without the sense of humor. I have federal investigators who are trying to get me to turn on the mafia. I have three cops getting subpoenaed every other shift and the serial killer keeps luring me to send my detectives to his evidence crime scenes, which also happen to be death traps, and and every other fucking day I have to appear before one of these goddamn internal affairs investigate investigatory panels for grotesque ethical violations like opening fire on protesters and minor stuff like that. Plus, the actual crime problem in the city has gone fucking bashing out of control as all this other shit is slowly taking up all my budget budget manpower resources and political support away from the department and my cops are getting killed all the time now like my super cops the guys i've spent six hours building into unstoppable super cops who i sent out in super cop squads with ultra charged swap backups and they are getting murdered four at a time 
So yeah, it's gotten significantly more complicated, basically to the po- to the extent that things are so consistently completely fucked now that I have adjusted to being forced to spend whole twelve hour shifts without being able to answer a single call, and I'm actually okay with that because it happens all the time. It's kind of amazing how when every okay, here's what here's what I really wanted to share with you, the listeners. It's kind of amazing how when everyone really is always trying to fuck you over in one way or another to use you for something or get something out of you or to catch you doing something that even they do themselves. It's crazy how when this is actually happening nonstop all the time from everyone, how completely fucked up the stoicism of never ever trusting anything at all again becomes, especially because you know the terrible things that you have done and how badly you have been compromised and degraded and turned into a utilitarian instrument to work the will of others into the faces of others and have been corrupted in this way not through moral weakness or or greed or ambition but just by the patient patient rhythm of the infinite tides of humanity wearing against the weathered facade of your cliffside until finally that tide finds the cracks and creeps in and uses them to make you break yourself. It's really really pretty crazy what they've done in this game it's not perfect there are moments of stilted dialogue and some gameplay elements i would absolutely change but i'm very definitely seeing this guy's world and life in a way that i never would be able to appreciate if i experienced it through any other medium big game and this serial killer they've invented he's something else even by the standards of my twisted imagination this guy is really sick super neat so yeah that is this is the police um it is not perfect, but that is ultimately what you come to. And it's, and it, the other thing that I really like about it is that it's not, um, it's not some sort of Raymond Chandler. I, although I thought that's what my initial first knee jerk reaction was that it was this Raymond Chandler, um, Philip Marlowe kind of one man against the world. It could be that. Depends on how you want to play it. Depends on you know, blah. The biggest damning thing about it, though, that I can say is that it is a bitch to play it a second time. It's like, it feels like you're going, it doesn't just feel like you're going through the motions. You are going through the motions. Um, Solving the same cases the same way, only now you have the knowledge of how to do them better. Which, you know, it's it's a withering critique of the game. Because it would be super cool if you could go back and make some of the major decisions that you get to make in different ways um, alongside of having an entirely different, you know, blah. But the one counterbalance to that is every call is different. You don't get the same call every time. Like when you send out your, your police, um, you never send them out to the same call twice. It is really gritty. It's really fucked up. It tries to play for shock value. It is not a perfect game. I cannot give This Is The Police my highest rating. Um, That would mean you should buy it at $14. It's absolutely worth $14.99. But by the same token, it feels like a sin to do anything less. You will have to decide, based on what I just told you, if it's worth $14.99. Your day-to-day in this game, by the way, the actual gameplay, is you have a roster of cops that uh, you've hired, and you have to manage them. Um, You know, you have to hire and fire them. You have to determine if they're drunk on duty and shit like that. And then you send them out to the calls as they come in, um, and you try to you try to respond to all the calls... 
and you try to guess which calls are necessary, which calls are not, which calls are serious, which calls are going to get cops dead, how many people you're going to send to each call. Um, and that happens fairly randomly, which kind of sucks. But them's the breaks, kid. And you uh, level up your cops over time um, slowly and you get to watch them die rapidly. <laughs> Sometimes you have to get your own cops killed intentionally uh, to meet certain demands from City Hall or the mob. Uh, it's a very complicated game that tells a really, really interesting story in a really, really interesting way. Um... That will, that if it sucks you in, it is worth double $14.99. If it doesn't suck you in, it will just piss you off. But I think that the return policy means that you could play it for 20 hours and return it. Um, if you hate it. So, go check out This is the Police. Uh, make your own decision. It's somewhere in between uh, a visual novel, choose your own adventure, and a real game. There is actually quite a bit of real gameplay, but it only runs one way. There's no replayability factor. So that's This is the Police, which brings us, of course, to everyone's favorite, The Deals. And we we have an abbreviated Deals uh, this week, so we won't even bother with the music. Our deal this week is Overfall, 35% off for the next, like, 30 hours, you know, basically Monday, this is being recorded at 3 a.m. on a Sunday, so the next 30-ish hours, 35% off, $9.74, Overfall is a uh, procedurally generated roguelike RPG that is click-based, I've had a lot of fun with Overfall, um, yeah, check it out, uh, it, this is the first time it's gone on sale, I'm pretty sure, since it was originally released. It's a fairly new game. Um, yeah, so, our reviews, no, nothing, uh, conclusive, as we like to say in the old business. Uh, I really love This is the Police. I'm going to beat This is the Police, and I'm glad that I've paid $14.99 for This is the Police. I don't know that everyone else will be as enthralled or as glad for having paid $14.99 for This is the Police. They'll know about nine hours into This is the Police if they like it or not. Um, and our other review is uh, Death Road to Canada, which, great game, but you get stuck on shit. Fucking Christ! Damn it! And then our new and noteworthy, we had Monsters and Monocles, and uh, that'll do us. I will see you next week, hopefully with a non-crippled computer, and uh, just 180 days of quiet, Jack. That's all I want. Uh, and there might be a follow-up review once I finally beat all of This is a Police, because that's ultimately what's going to determine my final, final, final absolute verdict. So, I guess we could say that this is a preliminary preliminary review? I don't know. Because I did give a final verdict. Ooh, difficult, difficult. Anyway, cheers, thank you for listening. Uh, I will see you next week. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com.
to subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.